Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Now's the perfect time to pursue your master's degree at Ohio Dominican University. ODU's graduate programs in business, healthcare administration, and education can be completed 100% online or on campus. Apply now at ohiodominican.edu slash grad. Welcome to Shoe the Dough, a podcast by Aaron and Danae. They're both radio DJs who live in Springfield, Missouri. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're not funny, but that's okay. You'll recover. Don't worry, there's a support group on Facebook. Right? And then how you would handle it? Yeah, well, you're going to need to because we're going to have to focus on the podcast. Because, yeah, right, exactly. Otherwise, the podcast is going to be really, really long. (laughs) So should we shoo a dough? Let's shoo the dough. Should we just get into it? Let's get into it. All right. So we're going to talk about Men in Black 3, uh, which we both got a chance to see this past weekend, just came out, and... Right off the bat, I'm, I have a little bit of a Vin- Avengers hangover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that movie was so good. Yeah, and that's actually the last movie that I saw. You see a lot of movies because you do right. movie reviews, but yes. I do not. So yes. that was actually the last movie I saw was Avengers. So I went from Avengers to Men in Black 3. Yeah, and so there's this... this it's an adjustment. Of, it's <laughs> not fair. Like, it's it didn't matter what movie you saw next, next to Avengers. It's going to have a lot to live up to. And I don't think that's fair. So I'm trying to put that behind me before we talk about this to be able to do that. Do you need a minute? Just give me a minute. Okay. Oh, the Hulk is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that scene was great. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> I want to see Avengers again so bad. Uh, okay, it's in the past. Okay. okay we're now through. We're ready to go. Okay, now we can talk about Men in Black 3. First thing I will ask, uh, Danae, mm-hmm. what's your Men in Black experience? Well, I remember the first movie. I remember learning the Men in Black rap with my friends. What? The good guys dress in black. Remember that? Just no. In case but we were face you know, to face and make contact. No, do it. The title held by me, M-I-B. Mean what you think you saw, you did not see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, remember that. Um, and I don't remember the second movie, like hardly at all. But okay. I think it was on television recently. Did you see it? Like when it came out or like remember. on video? So you may not have even seen the second I movie might as far not as you know. Seen it. No. I saw, the, I loved the first one. I was a huge, am a huge Will well, Smith so fan. so good. So great and funny and uh, yeah, he's so charismatic. Unexpected. It was and a new kind of a movie. He had done Independence Day already, I think, mm-hmm. and I loved him from that. It was kind of his breakthrough role that kind of defined who he was going to be in those, you know, those years. And then he did Men in Black and I was just like, oh, so good. And Tommy Lee Jones is, oh, so good. And it was just, it just hit me on every level and I loved it. The second one came out and it had a little bit of sequelitis. It was just like, uh, you didn't quite have the same feel. It was still okay, but What it was, happened in that one? Because I'm trying to remember if I actually saw there it. Was, it was the one uh, about the World's Fair, right? Isn't that the one where there was a big bug? Or was that the first one? Am I remembering the first one? What happened in the, the first one? The big bug was the first that one. That is the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the memorable one. What did happen in the second one? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> now I do know that I know that I've seen it, but you're right. Wow, how forgettable is that that I can't even remember the I know there were cool creatures and J and K were, you know, themselves. J&K. But I I know that it didn't hit me enough to really like love it, love it like I love the th- the 
first one. So that's how I come into the third one. So pretty much the same. We come into the same. It's been enough time that it was kind of like you. I didn't need to go back and watch them. What did you think about Men in Black 3? Just lay it out there. Well, I thought it was a Men in Black movie, actually. just It's, <laughs> it's had that same feel to it where uh-huh. you've got your cheesy jokes, you've got your aliens. Um, you know, in this one, they kind of travel back in time. Or actually, Will Smith's character, Jay, travels back in that's time. That's an interesting addition. The addition of yeah. time travel, which that's okay, hard. Let's just say I'm thankful that they went there because yeah. I did not want to see Tommy Lee Jones, old school, like old guy action film. So I was really glad that I was like, okay, we've got a different K because yeah. it's the younger version of K. There was a couple times whenever I wasn't enjoying myself because I was like, this is super cheesy. But I'm like, well, that's what this movie is. It's kind of cheesy movie anyway. But then I enjoyed myself um, again. And so you went through waves? I went through a couple waves, but by the end of it, I was invested, except for the fact that I had to go to the bathroom so bad, <laughs> I almost couldn't enjoy myself anymore. <laughs> I know that feeling oh. very, very well. And you're kind of at that point, like when you're getting towards the end of the movie, where you're like, oh, I have to go. I really need to get out of oh here. Oh my gosh. But I don't want to miss anything. Oh, it was I'd so almost bad. rather my bladder explode than miss anything. I was like, I can't get up and leave because I'm doing a review on it. And I know that the <laughs> second that I get up, something is going to happen yeah. and it's going to be relevant to the movie. Overall? The, I would say overall it was like a B plus. I don't nice. know. Am I grading it? I don't know. Am no, I that's fine. To? Go ahead. Oh, okay. B plus? I think B plus. Yeah, I think that's about right. Maybe an A minus for me. I, I think I liked it maybe a little bit more than you. Uh, had a lot of the same feelings. I, I think the nostalgia of it for me was the big thing. Like it was just like as soon as like the soundtrack started and that classic yeah. Danny Elfman score started, dun, 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 you know, it's just yeah. like, oh. That was a kickback yes, for sure. Men in Black, it's yeah. back. You know, it's just like the feeling of, oh, I'm so glad to be back in this universe. And then Will Smith comes on screen and Tommy Lee Jones comes on screen. It's just like, oh, I love these people on the screen and I felt like they did such a great job. And then Josh Brolin Playing Tommy Lee Jones. Was that the guy's name? Yeah. Whoa. Impressive, right? Totally impressed with him. Like, I don't know if we're skipping ahead, but because I remember last time I was all trying to skip around and you were like, no, I have a series No, no, we're of fine. We're fine. Go ahead. Talk about ask. the movie. Talk about Joe, Josh Brolin. He was my favorite part of the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. If I was to pick like my favorite thing, it was him playing K. Well, you're skipping ahead. That's something I wanted to talk about later. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. So good. His Tommy Lee Jones impersonation was just incredible. It blew my mind. I kind of was wondering if he um like if they went did the mirroring thing, did he go back and watch the Men in Black movies, or did they like hang out with Tommy Lee so they could get his character for a while? Because he did so good. It seriously was like. I don't know if they just actually went back in time and took Tommy right. Lee Jones. Right, that's the whole thing. It's like, did, so they, good. did they use like motion capture? Is How this did like they do computer that? generated? How? It was so perfect. It was. It was. Uh, Josh Brolin is. is it was a, the most believable kickback I think I've probably seen in a movie in a long time. Right. He was. He was himself, but at the same time, I mean, he had all the mannerisms mm-hmm. and the way he talked, and and he had fun too. Like they would like he'd kind of like do a little half smile whenever, right. um, whenever Jay would like say something to him. You know, he he was amused in his own world. Like he, he, you're really able to kind of see that they were in a different time period and he was aware that there was another time period and able to accept it without question and all this stuff. It was really fun. That the whole movie, that part of the whole movie was really great. Another part that stood out to me and another reason I really liked it was I felt like there was more emotion in this movie even like it, it seemed like even a deeper movie than the first two. Like I feel like Will Smith has matured as an actor. Mm -hmm. Do you know the last time we saw Will Smith in a movie? Seven pounds. 
Five years ago. I haven't. I never saw Seven Pounds. Well, okay. Well, by we, I mean the world in general. So I don't Danae. even remember when that came out. That was 2007. Wow. I only know because I what looked. What was before that? Oh, man. What was right before? He, I, have, I have no idea. I think I'd Hitch have to look. was the last movie Hitch, that I saw him Hitch in. was right before Seven Pounds, Which I is think. one of my favorites. So, so good. Half a decade. So good. Has gone by since we've seen Will Smith. That's awesome. I mean, that's movie. awesome. You know, okay. It kind of did creep me out a little bit. So he appears on screen, Will uh-huh. Smith, and and then I'm like, what is that? Is that a wrinkle in your face? Oh, like he's gosh. getting older? And then there's another scene like later on where he's kind of like leaning back or whatever, and you can kind of see he's got some stubble going on, uh-huh. and it's salt and pepper stubble. And I was like, what are you doing with gray hair? And I had the whole thing where I'm like, oh my goodness, Will Smith, it getting is weird. older. It was different. It's weird. To, we don't expect our movie actors to age, but because every time we watch... A movie, they're the same age as the last time we watched the movie. When mm-hmm. I watched Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, same age. He's always. looks like Leonardo. Of course, Leo doesn't age, so I don't no. know. No, he doesn't. If that's really Will ages well. Yeah, though. he yeah. does. So, but with that age, what I'm saying is, like, his acting maturity has gotten better. Like, I feel like in the first movies, he was all like one-liners and charisma and yeah. cuteness, and, and he like, still has that. And that's still here, but it's added to it is like depth mm-hmm. and perception mm-hmm. and emotion. Yeah. And that was the thing I liked about the movie, too, is that they brought in a different level of emotion where, you know, Will Smith's character is, um, you know, dealing with why he's going back in time and the reason that he's wanting to take this adventure and take this big risk. Um, And then, you know, even unexpected emotion that you find in it. So they they were able to both be really superficially joke and humor Mm -hmm. and then go into an emotional level. And you're absolutely right. Will was able to carry that. So some of the negatives for me, uh, you mentioned the cheesiness, mm-hmm. and this is partly Avengers Hangover, I'm sure, but coming from a movie where everything seems so genuine and real, even though there were funny lines, like they seemed like really in those characters and in that universe. In this, a lot of the cheesiness seems forced, at least to me. Some of the lines feel a little overwritten and like the callbacks, some of the callbacks like to the worm guys. Mm-hmm. You know, just felt like a little bit just like, yeah, I didn't need that. And so there is that element of it that was the negative for me. I didn't mind the callbacks to the worm guys. And I didn't like the picture of the pug in the background on, in Will's apartment. Yeah, just like, stuff like that. I thought just that like, was kind of a fun environment. My least favorite part of the movie was the, I don't like. Wait, that's for later. We want to save that for later. I'm just kidding. I Go ahead. You just no, 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 no. Why okay, are you so messing let's do with this. me? So you did. But you just said that yourself. I know. I know. Person. I know. I'm not. I, what it's are you fine. Doing? So your favorite part was Josh Brolin. Let's go ahead. Yes, and let's my do, favorite part was. Let's do best and worst. Was young KJ, whoever the guy is. Because I think we both like the movie that much is evident. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and do best and worst. Your best was Josh Brolin. Go ahead and talk about your worst. You were getting ready to. Thank you for giving me permission. You're welcome. You have permission. <laughs> it has been granted by the podcast. I, I appreciate that. The podcast has granted you permission. I, I will take the permission and I will say that my least favorite part was um, the the forced cussing. I really? really don't like forced cussing in movies. You're gonna have to explain this. Every time Will's character cussed, uh-huh. I was just like, it didn't seem like it had a place. Like, okay. I'm like, really? And he was the only person who cusses almost the entire movie, and it always is Will. Hmm. And, it, and it, to me, it was just like, every time he did it, I'm like, why even say that there? Like, That's interesting. I didn't feel I that mean, at all. I, 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 from time to time, will slip every once in a while, <laughs> and I understand that happens. But when it's forced, when it seems like it's just in there to be in there to be edgy, uh-huh. and so that distracted me every single time it happened. Maybe your, let's just say, experience in that realm, in the cursing realm, in the cursing realm. Maybe that's what caused it because I don't, I don't have any experience in that realm, and I didn't stand out to me hmm. at all. That was so, fine. 
Well, my best and worst. You ready? Ready. My favorite, the villain. Loved oh, the villain. He was so creepy. It was very creepy. The character work, the creature work on him was amazing. It's uh, Jermaine Clement, I think is the dude's name. Did you ever see Flight? Oh, did you ever see Flight of? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Flight of the Concords, the TV show? Um, no. It's about a couple guys, music guys in New Zealand, in and they—it's a very funny show, and they write very funny songs. But he's one of those guys, and to see him in this role, I just thought it was perfect. I thought the way they designed him was perfect. I thought the oh, he was just creepish. Yeah, how um, there's a couple parts in there, like if you have young children, close their eyes; they yeah. will have nightmares. But that's been true of the other Men in Black movies too. Yes. They've been willing to up the creep factor. Yeah. And and kind of that disgusting creature factor. And the way his, his body was designed, like he had creatures that would be <laughs> in him Ugh. and like that he could use Ugh. and the way his Sorry. face opened up at the Gross. end. I mean, I know, it. but it was, it was impressive. It was and impressive. And his performance was impressive as well. Yeah, I thought so. I really liked that. And I liked that it was so, I, I want to say malevolent. Is that the opposite of benevolent? Okay. Uh, that it was so evil. There was just such a, a harshness to that, like that, not that creature, but that species. Like mm-hmm. you just got a sense that you didn't want to mess with that species. No. And they were all about destroying. Added, yeah, it added that kind of emphasis to the plot. Like I felt like there was there was a real evil that they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that worked really well. That was your favorite? That was my favorite. What's your least favorite? I don't know. Okay, Probably then the I ch- get to pick another one for you. Okay, pick one for me. The chocolate milk reference. Really? Yeah. What's with the chocolate milk reference? And that was ha- weird. Was there something that I missed in either movie two or movie one that I need to go back and listen to? That's my least favorite. I'm like, that w- That had no place well, you, in I there. mean, you understand where it had the place in the plot, though, right? Like well, yeah, how they I used understand it. Right. How they made it a part of the plot. Because ti- it was but like a time travel thing. why did they make it part of the plot? Like, why did they choose? And the way it was introduced was weird. I know. And it was just it's like. It's just like, when I'm like, what just happened? Why yeah. Why did he just, okay, whatever. And then it comes back around, like Agent O mentions it, and then uh, Griffin, who I would that's, have to say, if, what, if I had another favorite, it would be Griffin. I was just going to say, if I did have a least favorite, it might be Griffin. Yours is least? Yeah. I we can disagree on this. Let's disagree on this. Okay. What, what did you like about Griffin? Griffin uh, is a character, I should mention. A new character. He's a new character, and he sees every eventuality of time. And as it's happening. As it's happening, and as he exists in it, so he's never quite sure which... There's like different ways, different realities that could be happening. At, right. And so, dependent on a series of events, depends on which reality right. becomes, and he sees them all happening simultaneously. Right. Yes. So, that's his character. But what did you like about him? Um, I thought he was a really good uh, comedy relief, and okay. I, I liked that um, his appearance was unexpected. I agree with that. And... And um, out of like he was out of this world, but he was normal enough that you could relate to him as the audience. And I think that the audience needed something else to relate to besides these two main characters. I think that's good. I think I agree with all those things. The reason I didn't like him is he felt like a plot bailout to me. Like it was it was just an easy out. Like to have somebody with you at all times that can say, you know, oh, here's what the future is. And so now do this and now do this. It was just like. It gives the writers a very easy way to get where they want to go, but which but he held he held a very important key, and that's why they had to find him in the first yeah. place. But I agree with you sometimes. But sometimes movies do that; they'll just okay, this movie's got to move forward, so some character's got to give the info, and and I'm glad that the person that gave that info was fun to watch. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. I Thank think maybe you. you've convinced Thank me. You. Maybe you've Thanks. convinced me a little bit that Griffin's okay. Yeah, I think in general it's the Griff. whole time. Yeah, you know Griff. We're buddies. Right, you know. Uh, the whole time travel thing in general is 
tough for me because I want it to make sense and time travel hardly ever makes sense in movies. The only movie I've ever seen where time travel actually I feel like worked and made sense was the movie 12 monkeys i don't know if you've seen that movie i did see that movie with bruce willis but it has been way too long so i have no re- point of reference except in that for the- movie it treats time as an unchangeable thing so that if you do go back in time it already exists back in time so oh, that so we- that nothing can be changed oh. whenever you start to talk about you know diverging time <laughs> here we go <laughs> like, are we really gonna go into time and space travel and trying to i can't help it where out. my brain goes i understand that's, where, I understand. that's how i see movies you know i have to think about so that did, kind did, of did stuff. that stall you when you're watching this movie because you're trying to be like really we can't change time yes oh, okay yeah it, it, it's just a little brain hiccup and then i have to do the whole suspension of disbelief thing and get back into it and that's fine i can get there but it is a little hiccup for me so that that might be my least favorite just having to deal with time travel in that world it's sci-fi yeah you're gonna deal with anything that's <laughs> anything true. is possible in sci-fi so how do we close this up how do we i think we both kind of made our opinion known right you said b plus i said maybe a minus uh-huh, right. so we both kind of agree on that should we say uh like who would enjoy this movie that's a good idea who do you think would enjoy this movie um uh, that was a bad idea for me to, <laughs> like i don't know oh i would I, just i would just say pete, young pete would enjoy young, this movie yeah yep mm-hmm. coral Yes. She's great. Yeah, she would think Love this was her. awesome. I have no idea. I don't know anyone named Coral. <laughs> but you're going to enjoy this movie if you like just a silly th- movie. It's not an action movie. It's more mm. of a relationship movie. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It's a it's more about relationships than it is. It's not an action adventure. It's not meant to like blow your mind, but right. it is more of a relationship. So, so we both liked it. Um, I think we should finish by Danae doing her Tommy Lee Jones impersonation. I don't even have one. Man. Uh, well, you saw Josh Brolin do it, so you know, just do just thank people in your Tommy Lee Jones. I think maybe be a good good way to do it. Thank people for listening, Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. Thanks. I was good. Hey, I was good. I liked I, it. That was, that was good. good. That's all I got. All right. Okay. Now you gotta you gotta do your uh, thank you in the bad guy in person impersonation. The bad guy. Yeah. Jermaine Clement. Yep. Mercy. Thank you for. I don't. I can't. Thank you for. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for doing it. We appreciate it. Thank you to the people who helped, like the I the studio, eighty-eight point three, the wind, think, and the person should. who made the music. Uh, please subscribe. <laughs> thank you. Subscribe today <laughs> at iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> Was that what you wanted? <laughs> For listening to Shoe the Dough. Subscribe on iTunes, leave comments. Special thanks to 88.3 The Wind for letting us use the studio and Chris Tilly of Hazza Records. What? Why are you smiling? Because I'm doing this for serious for yeah, the first time? I was I'm like, actually so doing serious. it. All of a sudden, it's just like. Well, I thought you wanted it to be all serious. I do. All serious. Okay. Go ahead. I just did it all serious. Did you do the whole thing? I, think I missed so. the whole thing? Well, I, mean, I didn't say Facebook or Twitter or G. Well, now you did. So then, yeah, we're done. And we should also thank uh, Google. Thank you, Google. They Google's made, not a person. They made... Well, sure. Google Jones. Uh, thank you, Google Jones. Can we call him Mick Jones? <laughs> what? Why Mick? Because that makes it funnier. <laughs> but then Google's out of the whole thing. Mick Google. Okay. We need to thank Google for the Hangouts. Man, Make, making yeah. Making those on air things live. Those are cool. So we did one of those for this podcast. So if you want to see the completely raw and unedited process of actually recording the podcast, 
It's a little bit longer than this, but uh, it'll be up on YouTube at our YouTube channel. And if you want to watch the next one we broadcast live, just be watching for updates on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, you could watch it live as we do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, then people could ask us questions live. <gasps> Ooh. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Thank you, Mick Jones. Google Mick Jones. Oh, Mick Jones. Oh, Mick in front of the Jones. Just like that's the Mick Jones is the last name. Whoa. <laughs> I thought first name Mick, last name Jones. I was no. trying to figure. <laughs> no. Like, I was like, that does, that's not Google. No, I was Google Mick Jones. Google Mick Jones. Thank you, Google Mick Jones. Did you hit all the thank yous? Did you think Chris Tilly? No. Do you want me to go ahead and do the whole thank you then, or do you want to do it? You can go ahead and do the thank you. It's your turn. Do the thank you. It's a dance. It's a thank you. It's a dance. It's a thank you. See, if we had a loop pedal, we would just give it. No. Just do the thank yous. Oh my god, please. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. Uh, Oh, that was really good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.